Play fake. Young goes deep middle. He's got Jerry Rice. Touchdown 49ers. Welcome to another edition of the 49ers Family Podcast, where three generations of 49ers fans break down the game each week and hear from Grandpa Mike as he shares personal experiences since he became a fan in 1949. My name is Josh, and I'm here with my dad, Jared, and my grandpa, Mike, and we are a 49ers family. All right. Uh, I don't think I've ever been so excited to do this podcast. Maybe the first one because it was exciting, but this one, I feel like everything just finally clicks. How are we feeling? We're feeling good. Yeah, I I am stoked. And um, we're actually doing this on Tuesday night. So the game was just last night. So um, it's, you know, fresh in my mind. It was total dominance. Um, and this was against the team that had beaten us 11 of the last 15 games. Yep. You know, this wasn't the little sisters of the poor. But on Monday night, we sent a message to the league that we're now a complete team. Um, the offenses joined the top rate our top rated defense mm -hmm. so, um we started slow in the first quarter um we first two series we we were running and arizona was had a six-man front yeah. they, they were taking away the run and daring their philosophy last night was jimmy has to beat you yep well he did um so the first quarter was we didn't really do anything and then um to end the first half we passed 14 out of 15 times which is so unlike shanahan um but you know they were playing six guys up front and <clears throat> um so we scored 17 points in the second quarter yep. and we're and then again our defense in the second half, uh, DeMarco Ryan's at halftime, he does things that are unbelievable. I mean, this guy is just brilliant. So he started to double DeAndre Hopkins. And Hopkins caught seven passes in the first half and two in the second half. So, you know, took him out of the game. Um, we so we're we're now in first place in the NFC West, and if the playoffs started today, we'd be the number three seed. Um, and let's see, and then our next three home next three games are at home, and f five of the final seven are at home. So this is lining up beautifully. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a dominating performance, and I just loved it um so we have a a great team that's gonna go far you sure do dad um i know you didn't catch the first bit because you're at work they start these games a little early for the west coasters um but but i know you caught a, a lot of the games still uh, what were your thoughts my thoughts is i was super excited and it was what all 49er fans have been waiting for all the pieces of the puzzle brought together. Shanahan had them all on the table and he started using all of the pieces. Uh, the way we distributed the ball um, with a run and pass game. Um, and then to all of our skilled players, Kittle got touches, Debo did, Ayuk, Mitchell, and of course, Christian McCaffrey, who's changed the game for um, the 49ers. Um, we're just a better team with Christian McCaffrey um, he just opens up and spreads out the defense on the other side of the ball. Um, lining him up in slot was really awesome. That's what I've been waiting for. I just think that that is um, just a great position for him to either catch the ball or go in motion and, um, and even uh, kind of spend time in the backfield carrying the ball. But he's just diverse. And since we've uh, He's joined the team. Um, we're a better passing team and a better rushing team, both. We've improved our effectiveness and efficiency in both. So I, I thought the game was awesome. We put a lot of points on the board. Um, Grandpa talked about it. A lot of the 
14 out of 15 plays in the uh, to end the second or first half, I should say. Um, we scored 17 points, went to the air, came back the first portion of the second half. Uh, the first uh, uh, eight plays, we ran seven out of, uh, of the eight plays and Debo uh, scored on a rushing or on a rushing play, um, 39 yards on the reverse. And those were all runs. So the pass set up the run. It kind of poked holes in the, um, and just opened up um, the defense on the uh, side of the Cardinals. So anyhow, I just liked the balance and then we got everybody involved and it was, it was too much to stop for uh, the Cardinals. So yeah, it was an awesome experience. Fun to watch. Super fun. Um, last week, we all predicted that the Niners would win. Uh, I predicted 30 to 20 Niners. Dad, you were 31-19. Grandpa was 30 to 17. And for, you know, to the likes of all of us, they cruised to a 38 to 10 victory. And even I think that, and they talked about this in the post-game presser, they still feel like they left some meat on the bone. Those first two drives were were disappointing to say the least, uh, you know, but sometimes, um, especially when you have a good offense and a good defense, that, that first quarter is a little bit of a feeling each other out. Uh, they had a little bit of an upper hand on our defense in the first quarter and uh, on, on, frankly, our offense. But once we kind of settled in a little bit and we took what they were giving us um, and, and adjusted like good teams do, Mm -hmm. uh, man, we had all the momentum we needed going into half 17 to 10 and then just opened it up um, the second half. Super, super cool. And, you know, that second half for the now three games in a row has been the difference maker. This one, uh, you know, similar to those other ones, but you also got to think and we'll never completely know. But, you know, Nick Bosa, uh, probably the most prominent player that said this was that they felt like the, the um, few days that they spent in Colorado Springs made a difference uh, that and you could tell. Uh, I mean, this Cardinals defense looked gassed by the end of the game. Uh, they did. That Kittle uh, pass, uh, catch and run, he just ran down the sideline. There were like four guys there. I don't know how they didn't get them. It's like they just ran out of gas. I honestly don't know if I've ever seen anything like that. Um, and he just waltzed down the sideline. It was like, what the heck? Uh, so, so props to um, Jed York and, the, you know, for footing that bill. I know he got a game ball because of it, that the team appreciated that kind of level of um, um, kind of preparation and kind of commitment to, pre the pre to prepare. Whereas we hadn't really heard what um, Arizona was doing. They didn't travel anywhere. Apparently they were using – those like high altitude masks uh, mm -hmm. to try and adjust kind of the oxygen levels that they're intaking. But uh, I, I do think that there, that, that had some part to play, even if it is even a little psychological uh, that you, you don't think you're as tired you or whatever, but, but they were, they were all tired and it's, it's different playing at 7,000 feet. Um, but, but we, we pulled it off. Yeah. Um, there was also something special about last night, Grandpa. Something about most wins on Monday night or something? Yeah. Um, so Monday night football started in 1970. And um, you can only play on Monday night three times a year is the max. Usually you just play once or twice. But the 49ers now have the most victories on Monday night football, 52. That's awesome. Patrick Willis, Patrick Willis's number. So 52, we're 2-0 this year, and we were tied with Pittsburgh at 51. Um, Pittsburgh does play next Monday night, Indianapolis, so hopefully they don't win. Um, but anyway, I wanted to also just give some props to Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, and I always think back to when they took over this team, in 2017, we were a dismal two and 14 and coached by Chip Kelly and going nowhere. And it's now 
they're now in their sixth year and there's only two players that remain from that uh, 2016 team. And that's Eric Armstead and Jimmy Ward. So they've totally turned over the team. Um, 51 of the 53 are new and, and they're stars. I mean, it's not just, you know, different players, different names. They're exciting stars with high expectations. So we have Ayuk and Kittle and Debo and Mitchell and McCaffrey and Garoppolo and Trent Williams and Nick Bosa. I mean, it's they have done a phenomenal job, including just the most recent trade three weeks ago. Christian McCaffrey has, Jared was touching on this, um, made such a difference. Mm-hmm. And here's just a couple of uh, indications of that. So our third down conversion prior to McCaffrey was 41%. Mm-hmm. Since he's been with us, it's now 55%. And I, one of my nicknames for him is a first down maker. You know, he's a yardage guy. He gets a hundred yards a game and receiving and running but he makes first downs, he keeps drives going, mm-hmm. he creates space for others. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy is really a difference maker. Um, so, well, and, and I will yeah. just add to that, he's a mismatch waiting to happen. Like, yeah. like Dad said, when he lines up in the slot, there's yeah. no way that guy that's lined up on him can guard him. And the so, line, yeah, yeah, the linebackers often are responsible for him. And they can't handle him. And that's, it's exactly, yeah. it, it just opens up the options just so big for the Niners and trouble for the defense. Yeah. And he makes Jimmy look good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. He's, yeah. He's the outlet for Jimmy. Uh, he's the outlet. Um, and Jimmy doesn't have to panic. Um, he knows he's got an outlet all the time with Christian McCaffrey and it creates space and, Christian McCaffrey creates space for the rest of our offense. And we have playmakers, uh, whether it's Kittle or Debo, Ayuk, get the ball in their hands and create space. Well, when you got Christian McCaffrey out there, he requires a lot of eyes and a lot of attention and it created space. And that's what our, that's why we could, we ran the way we did and had the opportunities we had is it's all about spacing uh, on the field. It's, and that's what, this game we were able to do and the play calls enhanced and and made those opportunities happen because of the types of play calls and the run or the pass set up the run game. So I, yeah, I loved all that. And on one more thing, Christian McCaffrey, not only have we improved our third down efficiency to 55% from 41, but um, our, since we got him, our, points per game average is 28 points per game went from 20 to 28 points per game um we are number two in the dvoa on the pass passing efficiency as a team we were number nine and we went from number 26 on the run to number six run dvoa so our whole offense since christian mccaffrey has stepped up huge and now we have a two-edged sword we have a defense and an offense I mean, we play hard both ways, and that's what it takes to go deep into the playoffs and make a run for the Super Bowl. So um, I hope we can continue to to uh, to see this kind of offensive play because the sky's the limit. Sure is. And how about those fans in Mexico City? Yeah. That was – so Kittle, um, Nick Bosa, and Shanahan each said they've never – played in a stadium so loud and that includes Seattle yep and so you know there's um different statistic that some people say it was 95 percent Niner fans others 72 and but they I mean wow that was that, that was so much fun to watch all those people just in their 49er paraphernalia and um and screaming their lungs out. 
Yeah, I know. I I love to see that. That was so, so, so awesome. Kyle Han Kyle Shanahan said, I love San Francisco, but you know, I would play here any day. <laughs> um, and it's true. I mean, of, of course, now that stadium is going to go uh, under some renovations in preparation for the 2026 World Cup. So probably the NFL probably won't be back there for the next four or five years. Uh, but man, you know, put us on that list again because that was epic. So I guess the stadium has, and I don't know what construction-wise you call this, but that upper lip and it just the sound goes up and it comes back down, you know? And um, anyway, they, it, that was fun. That was very exciting to see. It was a road game that felt like a home game. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, besides having to fly down there and stay in a hotel and the logistics, the game atmosphere felt like a home, home field advantage. Yeah. So let's talk about the box score. Uh, we've mentioned a bunch of different things and reactions. I think we're all super, super stoked. Um, some things that just popped out to me, I want to get your guys' thoughts. Uh, and before kind of some overall general thoughts, uh, of, you know, more general thoughts of the game. Uh, rushing average, I think, was huge. That, uh, to me, in the beginning, yeah, they loaded the box. It wasn't going anywhere. The pass ended up setting up the run. And slash also did you guys notice that elijah mitchell didn't touch the ball until like five minutes left in the second quarter um mm -hmm. that was interesting it was and that's shanahan he's got it's like a chess game and he's got all these new pieces to play with so in the first half i think um mccafferty was in for 25 plays or 28 and mitchell for three yeah and then the second half you know but, well, yeah, Mitchell ended up having the most rushing attempts with nine. He went nine for 59 yards with a 6.5 average. Um, so it was like maybe he was playing a little chess of like these guys are going to get tired and like see Christian McCaffrey and then all of a sudden bring in Elijah Mitchell. And he was getting it. He was getting it seemed like he was getting eight, nine yards of carry. Uh, he had a couple short ones that, you know, lowered his average. But that was interesting. Right. And they Arizona couldn't run at all. I mean, they're they averaged 2.8 yards per rush. Yep. And they had 24 rushes. Yep. So yeah, it was a solid game. Yep. Um, yeah. Christian, Christian McCaffrey um, uh, and really loves the way Shanahan is is using the offense and him, and they like because everybody's fresh. You know what I mean? Uh, he just definitely is spreading around, but he's got these amazing weapons. I mean, we are full of weapons. And uh, the way he's kind of rotating Elijah Mitchell and uh, Christian McCaffrey out and mixing Debo in and all of that is given plenty of rest. And it's just a different look every time. And it is very tough defensively because you get used to a certain rhythm, a certain runner. And then all of a sudden, there's a fresh guy in there and Mitchell runs so dang hard, man. I mean just it was beautiful to watch so yeah that was very interesting though like you said um he just it was like a racehorse just just resting in the stall um for that first quarter and plus and then all of a sudden we're gonna unleash him and uh he did the job yeah. and and it was fun he, awesome. looks, he looks quicker this mm -hmm. year um and maybe it's because he missed eight games but yeah no, I, I agree i think it looks quicker i think he hits the hole a little harder than he did last year um yeah. even when he like hits the hole and he gets hit that's the thing he's he's falling forward like three yards every single time yeah. um which helps his average uh, those are those are the kind of running backs that honestly you want and Kyle Shanahan loves hits the hole hard and that just keeps that momentum going forward so you average you tend to average probably at least four or five yards of carry which is the goal um, oh. yeah um, other key things uh, get your guys' reactions uh -huh. uh, maybe we can do game balls right after this because this is leading to me to the point of red zone we went two for two zero turnovers and a QB rating of 131.9. I have my reason why all those things happened. And I think it's a guy named Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. uh, he played his tail off. That mm -hmm. was, 
He played so good. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy, um, I, we're so lucky to have him. We tried to trade him. We even gave he and his agent permission to go shop himself. You know, we wanted to, we said goodbye in February. And my goodness, what kind of shape we'd be in without him. He, yep. so he's gone now three straight games without an interception. That's the first time he's ever done that. Um, and yeah, he has been phenomenal. He's going to, he's going to, he's earning his paycheck for next year, yep. um, wherever he happens to end up. Um, but what a blessing it is to, for him to still be a Niner. We'd be in trouble without that. Yeah, he's golden boy Jimmy Garoppolo um, right now. And um, everything he's touching is turned into gold. He, he looked very confident. He's got a lot of weapons. He does love to throw the ball. Shanahan, I think, is starting to loosen up a little bit and realize we are a passing team that sets up a strong run game. And we are a passing team first. All statistics, every stat says our, our pass game is our most efficient game. And it sets up now a run game that's going to explode. So then we have this, this two-pronged attack offensively. Um, and that, that's going to help us through the playoffs and everything. Um, Jimmy uh, throwing four TDs was just amazing. Um, protecting the ball like he does. Um, his DVOA um, is he's like number three in quarterback passing, right behind Tua and Mahomes. I mean, that's in the league, NFL wise, ahead of Josh Allen and everybody else. So Jimmy Garoppolo is doing his job. Shanahan's learning how to kind of balance their, the offense. And uh, I think there's this meeting of the minds that's starting to really percolate. And uh, the team themselves, the players themselves, this is a very, very united team, a very excited team. The players love each other. They love, they have respect for Kyle and they love Jimmy G. I mean, from the water boy to Nick Bosa, Everybody has always had nothing but praises about Jimmy. They love hanging with Jimmy and they love following Jimmy. They believe in him. Christian McCaffrey, big time. He said he's so underrated. I mean, this guy is really good. So, um, yeah, it's just all the pieces and the chemistry are there for um, just great things, great things that happen. But I love the box score for Jimmy. Um, that was very, very, very impressive game and distribute the ball beautifully. We had we had one rushing TD and three passing TDs. Um, and it was it was just a beautiful thing to watch. But Jimmy G, um, so glad we, we have him and uh, just got to have mad respect for him and how he handled himself, like Grandpa said, through everything he's been through. He's been a first class act and, uh, you know, want nothing but the best for him. Yeah, yes, sir. So did and you there, see the guy? Um, they went to the Warrior game the other night. Um, Kittle and Garoppolo and McCaffrey and Yusuf. Uh, and they were, of course, sitting in the front row, and the cheerleaders came over to say hello to them, and they all went right to Jimmy and yeah. shook his hand and kind of avoided the other guys. It was it was funny. Kittle was going crazy. So yeah, you're right, Jared. They love each other. They hang out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's a great yeah. thing. That is, that is huge. When you own or not own the locker room, but the locker room is united, undivided, indivisible. Um, yeah. There is something special. Even the offense uh, is cheering for the defense. The defense is cheering for the offense. I mean, everybody has everybody's back. Um, that's it's it's a unique chemistry right now. Um, and, and anyhow, it's just really exciting to see. It sure is. Um, one more thing about Jimmy G. Yeah, as, as we mentioned, his uh, inter interception rate is the lowest of his entire career at 1.5%. That ranks seventh in the NFL. Mm -hmm. um, and then as far as kind of the, our next um, 
games go rest of the season uh, looking at the defenses that we're going up against we have the second easiest strength of schedule from a pass uh, opposing passing defense perspective mm. so i think mm. um you know mm. that that is fantastic and what that might do once again is if they try and overcompensate and drop people into coverage then it's going to open up the run game like it's- um, it's, it's a beautiful beautiful thing that we have going on I mean I was talking to a guy at work he's a Chicago Bears fan um, and he said he watched the game last night it was super impressive uh, and he agreed he said if you guys stay healthy I don't yeah. see how somebody you know beats you and I and I agree I mean you know, knock on wood a million times over if if Jimmy G goes down we're up a creek. Um, um, and, but what we have is super special if we can stay healthy in which there were no injuries from the game yesterday, second week in a row. Yeah. And that's, you know, we've got people coming back and, um, nobody's getting hurt. So things, things are good. And another huge thing was we were plus two in the turnovers. I know we talked about it earlier, but the 49ers, not turning up, turning over the ball and being positive in the turnover ratio. That's, that's, that's huge for us. I mean, that's why we put up 38 points on the board. We kept the ball in our hand. We move the ball most games pretty efficiently, but when we turn over the ball, that takes away a whole drive, negates a whole drive and takes points off the board. So um, just protecting the ball and staying positive in the turnover ratio was 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 very very big for us too and back to the defense D'Amico Ryan's that our defense the second half this was the I think you mentioned before yes the third um was it the third week in a row we had a shutout in the second half I mean zero points for the opposing team in the second half of the last three games against the Rams the Chargers and the Cardinals um and those are no slouches of uh offensive teams so uh, yeah, I mean, that's our often our defensive adjustment. So, um, again, we have, we're playing well on both sides of the ball. Yeah. If you, um, just look at the second half of the last three games, the score would be 54 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We've, yeah. Sc- we've scored 54 points in the second half of those three games and given up none mm-hmm. 54 to nothing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I will collectively say that I think we're all saying that the game balls probably should go to Jimmy G and D'Amico Ryans in the defense overall, that they they were the difference makers, uh, made all the difference, made the 28-point difference um, in, in the game. Yeah. Um, but let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and move on to, to Saints week. That was a lot of fun. Now let's talk about Saints, as Grandpa already said. Uh, Niners are going back home, back to the Bay Area, and face the Saints, who are currently four and seven. Uh, the game um, kicks off at 1.25 p.m. Pacific. Uh, it was looking like it, it might rain. That rain has now shifted to Monday, so it looks like partly cloudy, beautiful weather, high of 65. Uh, it should be a beautiful day for football. The Niners lead the all-time series. 49 wins, 27 losses, and two ties, actually. Uh, And as it currently sits on here this Tuesday night, the Niners are favored by nine and a half points. It opened at eight and a half and has moved to nine and a half. That is kind of makes me a little bit nervous. We can talk about this in a second. Um, But shapes up to be another game kind of similar, kind of shades of the Cardinals. Another game that we should win. We should, we have the upper hand uh, and it's going to come down to which, you know, does, does the team continue to show up like, like they have and do we continue to carry that momentum forward? Uh, one would hope so. A couple things. I just, I'll jump in real quick. Um, things of uh, that may equal equalize the game a little bit. Uh, it's a short week for the Niners. And uh, we're traveling uh, quite distance. Um, we got a, I don't know about the time zone so much, but we got travel time and there's some other things that are gonna, we gotta show up, you know, um, but it is a home game um, and that should work to, to our benefit. And we are a nightmare 
if I was a coach and having to plan a, a, a defensive strategy to slow down the Niners, I, you know, I'd need a two-headed monster because I need to be looking both ways and three or four ways because we just have the, the weapons out there. So we're going to pose some serious um, 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 trouble to uh, the New Orleans. But um, I love that it's at home. That'll work to our, to our advantage. But we do have to uh, get uh, rested and uh, get, get ready to play. comes fast. I always worry, my friend Wes, <laughs> he talks about a letdown after a big game like this, that, you know, we went to Colorado Springs for three days and then to Mexico City and all the hoopla and a great victory and coming home and having a short week. Um, you know, there's, I worry about a letdown, but I think we'll be, we'll be fine. Um, New Orleans is, um, they've got a, a, a poor record of four and seven, but they're, they're, they're not, a, not a bad team. There was some people before the season that picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Wow. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought, gee, I, I didn't think that way, but um, so let's see here. They, they're, Offense is ranked number 10. So that's pretty good out of 32 teams. They're, mm -hmm. they're 10th. And their defense is ranked 12th. So they're, 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 they're good. Um, they're four and seven. But in your old friend, Josh, Tyson Hill is um, their second leading rusher. He comes in and just, I mean, he, He'll, he'll run through a brick building. He's, he's, yeah, he's a, talk about a horse. That guy is built like one. Um, and he runs, he runs hard and he runs over DBs. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's something I, I do follow the Saints a little bit because of Taysom to watch and kind of see some of the gadget plays that they put him in on. And uh, he, he truly is a go, go gadget. You don't know if he's going to throw, if he's going to run. The, the most of the time he's in the backfield, it is a design kind of run almost like a wildcat formation, right. uh, which he has great success with. In yeah. fact, you know, looking over the course of the season, the games in which I, I don't, I couldn't find the stat, um, the games in which he has more than like seven touches, they are undefeated. <laughs> and the games where they use him less, they lose. Uh, so I don't know if the Saints are going to catch on to that. <laughs> uh, but let's hope he doesn't impact this game because it seemed like when he does, they, they get hot and, um, and have a good game. But, but yeah, Andy Dalton is their quarterback right now. Jameis Winston started the season, got hurt. Um, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's back and he's, he's on the sideline, but they're still, they're sticking with Andy Dalton. He's yeah. He's ticked. He's like, I lost my job because I got hurt. I mean, what's the deal here? He's he's yeah. he's up in arms right now. I mean, they started out bad this year, though. Yeah, yeah. So I, I hear go ahead. Jameis no. Winston, one year at Tampa, um, before Brady, he threw thirty interceptions. That's like two a game. Yeah. So he's yeah. Um, <laughs> Andy, Andy Dalton is 30, what, 36 years old. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Taysom Hill, he averages almost eight yards a carry, 7.6. So he's, yeah, he's a gadget guy, like you say, Josh, but he just seems to, you know, they'll, they'll be third and one or fourth and one. He comes in and gets mm -hmm. eight yards. Yeah, it's, it's a high success rate when he touches the ball. Um, they do, and I think it's some internal politics and in keeping players happy. Part of the reason why I think they don't play him is because RB1, Alvin Kamara, is a little yeah. bit of a um, drama queen, mm -hmm. and he wants the ball. Uh, it's you know kind of rumored that he doesn't like Taysom and that they're never hanging. You can see they're never hanging out or talking on the sideline. Uh, and he thinks that Taysom is kind of gets in his way. Uh, so 
So David, but David sticking to Alvin Kamara, he he leads their team with 511 yards. Taysom yeah. isn't super far behind with 396. Um, and then Mark Ingram is their um, RB3 with almost 200 yards. But the one I wanted to point out, um, that's the running backs on the receiving core. Man, they, they've got hit with a bunch of injuries. Um, Michael Thomas with his dang toe is out for the season. <laughs> um, ridiculous because uh, he's a talent. But Chris Olave, who um, is a rookie out of Ohio State, uh, is really showing out and is kind of their true wide receiver one demands a lot of attention because the dude is good. Um, he's going to be good for years to come. Yeah, he's he's their go-to guy. He's he averages almost 15 yards of reception and yep. he's got 51 catches. Um, so and he's a rookie. He'll, he could be rookie of the year. Yep, and and then they love to send Alvin Kamara out of the backfield. He, he's known for his good hands, so yeah. he's kind of a Christian McCaffrey in that way that he's always around the ball. Um, we're gonna have to account for him, but honestly, it's it's Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara, um, and then they just have a kind of a bunch a bunch of other guys. And so I, you would imagine that uh, Trivarius Ward is gonna guard Chris Olave, and that Alvin Kamara is gonna be spied. I would imagine probably like a Fred Warner. That's also very you know good at guarding these running backs coming out of the backfield. Something like we saw with um, Austin Eckler and the Chargers. So um, it, you know they're 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 no slouch, but it's just a matter of they haven't shown week in and week out that they can put together a complete game. Their offense from a DVOA standpoint is ranked twenty third, not not that efficient. Um, so we'll see kind of how we how we handle them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They have a, a minus 12 turnover ratio. It's up here on the stats. That's pretty that's pretty poor. I mean, that's a, that's crazy if that's if that's a, a true stat. So that is a true stat, and that's why their yeah. record is four and seven. Yeah, that's <laughs> that that'll that'll change some that's that'll crush you. So um we got to take advantage of that for sure. Um, and it looks like they only have what's their top guy is for sacks, 6.5, uh, DeMario Davis. Uh, so I don't know if they get to the, uh, to the quarterback very often. Um, and that's another thing is our line did very good offensively, def defensively this last time when you had Givens playing out of his mind and uh, defensively uh, for the Niners um, and then offensively our interior line was was studly I mean really thanks Brent Burford. so um, yeah we no, I don't know. No sacks. so Jimmy was not sacked we had no injuries and no turnovers yeah so that sounds like a winning formula to me yeah, <laughs> like, it is yeah it is it is Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's gonna be gonna be gonna be good. I yeah. always like. Um, I I never gamble, as you guys know, but I do watch the point spread because Vegas knows what what's going to happen. And like you said, Josh, they opened at eight and a half, and because of our performance last night, a lot of money went on the Niners, and it's now nine and a half. It'll probably go up to ten. Um, but the, but Vegas is usually right on. So um, it gives me a little measurement early in the week of what to expect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then, Daddy, you were talking about the, how the Niners, of course, have to travel back from Mexico City. Um, yeah. Got back to San Francisco, Santa Clara, uh, you know, early Tuesday morning. Um, then, you know, Thanksgiving's on, on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then talk about travel the saints are probably these are still humans they they have their own thanksgivings in new orleans uh and then they have to travel uh and get all the way to the west coast from new orleans that's not a you know that's probably a four yeah four and a half hour flight it's, it's a that's a that's a hike uh so Good i point. think there's going to be a, you know, a decent home field advantage. I think Niners fans are all kinds of hyped up from that last game. Uh, and so, 
you know, usually you get like three points for that home field advantage. This week, I feel like the home field advantage is going to give us, you know, uh, maybe a point or two more than than normal. Mm -hmm. That's a good point, Josh. I like that. That's so it's so true. They're both struggling with the holiday week, and they have their own uh, issues of travel and and just being prepared for the the game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, just because um, we were talking about that negative 12 turnover ratio, mm -hmm. I looked up the Niners for th this year because I wanted to know overall. Mm -hmm. uh, we currently sit at a negative one turnover ratio, but exactly. I, yeah. I think that that number is trending in the right direction, yes. like, the, like the rest of our team. So you know, well, hopefully by the end of the year, we're, you know, whatever, plus, um, plus 10 or something. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll see. And that, that's, maybe that's a little too optimistic mm -hmm. but but you at least want to see it at net neutral that you're taking away as much as you're giving away yep so, yep. so a little sammy womack had an interception at the end of the game to mm -hmm. points i dislike him yeah. <laughs> um and he he's on the punt team and he twice uh, went down there and you know once at they brought it out to the 20, but um, he downed the ball on the four another time. I mean, he's he's a good little little player. Yeah. Well, and, and we, I don't think we've talked about him all year, but huge props to Mitch Wichanowski. Um, he got a contract extension at the right before, I think, the first game of the season. And, man, has, he has looked better this year. Uh, which is great news for the Niners because sometimes you sign an extension, you see maybe a decrease in performance. He yeah, was okay, good enough to sign last, um, uh, you know, for this next season. Um, but he is showing out, and his punts just look good. The way that they're landing, the way that they're traveling, the placements. Uh, you know, last last night he put on a clinic. I would not be surprised to see him get some of those weak awards of. Um, specialist of the of the week because he oh, looked great last time. He averaged fifty four yards a punt That's last awesome. night. Yeah, and um, they, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, and that's what championship teams do is they are they they have all the pieces. You got to have a punter. You got to have a kicker who can kick you from fifty plus yards, and um, you got to have a defense and offense. But special teams. Yep. Very, very well said. Uh, yeah, uh, Wichnowski, is that how you say his name? Wichnowski. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah, he was he was spot on and and he's feeling the energy, too. That's what I feel. It's contagious yeah. when you start to just gel and that chemistry comes together. Um, everybody's games elevated and they're they're in the zone, you know, and that's I think that's kind of part of it. He's part of that whole feeling that everything is coming together. He was yeah. a fourth round draft pick, which is unusual for a punter. They usually think punters and kickers are a dime a dozen because there's over 300 colleges and there's 300 kickers every year. Um, but the Niners drafted him in the fourth round. He's from Australia and he does put a little different spin on the ball and he can really, really place it. Um, yeah. He's a weapon. The Aussie rules football in them, you know, that's they, they run and kick the ball like that. That's how they, they kick it through the uprights in Aussie rules football like that. So yeah. uh, that's pretty fun, fun to see. And Nick Bosa, another sack, that's 10 and a half sacks on the season. He's only played nine games and he's got 10 and a half sacks. So he's, he's doing his thing and was beautiful, fun to watch. Yeah. And then we pulled, I liked seeing, we actually, uh, Demico Ryan's pulled uh, some, uh, some nice uh, stunts and blitzes, you know, nice timing and just, uh, they were well executed. Warner got a sack off of one of them, I think, and Hafunga got in there and disrupted um, um, Cole McCoy, McCoy on, on another, another one. So that was fun to see too. Cole McCoy was beat up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was, he was hurt. I could tell. And before they pulled him out, I'm like, he's in trouble. I mean, he was trying to keep it going, but he was, he was in trouble. Yeah. And they finally yanked him. Yeah. yeah props to him though. I mean, he was making some throws first half. He liked totally. going to the left to DeAndre Hopkins. Some of those were, were some dimes. So, um, but yeah, he got a little beat up. Niners were starting to catch up to him. Yeah. Uh, and then ultimately Trace McSorley played, 
the last um yeah. pretty much bit. almost the last quarter when the game was was out of hand uh it was funny you know in college you sent you see more blowouts uh and so you really kind of throw the twos in there or even sometimes the threes to get them get them some experience but with a roster of only 53 people <laughs> when you go up by 28 points yes. yeah a lot of those starters are still in there um and you're just trying to not get hurt is really like the, the coaches just want that game to end as quickly as possible with yeah. no injuries um yeah that's a, a hard question to answer if if one of your stars got hurt and you're you up. 28 points they say yeah. did you keep men and there's yeah. no there's no answer for that yeah well that was cooper cup cooper cup against us got got hurt um yeah at the end of the game yep. one minute of the game and he's yep. on the ir right now um i mean talk about the rams their season is in the trash yeah. uh the, the saints that we were just previewing just beat up on the rams last week uh and uh yeah i mean the rams are in real trouble in a number of areas one is salary they traded you know all their draft picks and they got ramsey and stafford and these guys and they're <clears throat> stafford is due a lot of money i forget exactly how much but i mean it's they've they're paying him like 19 million this year and on the books he's due 62 million next year yeah. now change that but and that's the same they're back ending and back loading these contracts and the Rams are in trouble. Rams are in trouble. You know, they, they, uh, you know, we always talk about the Super Bowl window. Um, they got their Super Bowl. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the odds of them getting back to Super Bowl form in current state, it's, yeah. it's, so, yeah. Um, it's a long road. Yeah. They, they got to go all the way back around, <laughs> you know, it's all the way back around the board again because, uh, it is they've met it and they've exceeded it they're bleeding money and uh it's hard to build yeah they have no offensive line they have no running game they just cut they've got internal problems too uh, they just cut their leading rusher henderson and then the other guy Ayers, was i don't know what was going on behind this the scenes but Ayers was in trouble with um mcveigh <clears throat> Yeah. So anyway, it's nice to see that that they're having issues yep. and they're going to be long term issues. They've got a lot of holes and no money. Yep. And no draft picks. For sure. Um, and so I guess kind of wrapping this up, Niners are 4-0 in the NFC West. Uh, they are currently hold the three seed because of the tiebreaker over the Seahawks because we beat the Seahawks. We both sit at six and four. Um, and yeah, this week should be good against the four and seven saints at home. Uh, hopefully we could stay healthy, clean game and keep this, keep this party rolling because the next week, uh, next week should be interesting podcast. Cause we're going to break down the dolphins, which I did not think that the dolphins would be, you know, the top you know few games of the season but this is this is shaping out to be quite the game and you know toward the end of the season um the the what a broadcast rights have the ability to flex that sunday night football option i would not be surprised at all if niners dolphins at home gets flexed to sunday night uh that would be quite the show yeah yeah that's um and we have <clears throat> Shanahan has his own coaching tree. So um, <clears throat> Mike has done a great job in Miami. I mean, he's really turned them around. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is the 49er way. Um, it's certainly our playbook. And they've got two of our runners. I know, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> We're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but yeah, um, we'll save that one for next week. Next week. But let's do all right. So score predictions for the Saints. Um, Grandpa, you go first. Okay. I I have 35 to 20. Whoa. So we're gonna do into the 30s again. Um I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's we so last week we had the ball, yes, last 
last night actually had the ball 11 times and if we scored a touchdown every time what would that be 77 so we're going to score half the, I'm, what i'm saying is we're going to score half the time mm -hmm. and um so anyway yeah 35 20 niners i think the rams are or the rams the niners are going to win 28 17. I, I really think our defense uh is going to be um a stout again and uh, we're going to hold our opponents throughout the season it'll be a record-breaking year under 20 points per game um that'll be uh, that'll be a nice stat so i always think we're going to be we're going to hold them to uh, you know 19 to 17 points and i'm going to say 28 17 niners awesome i i will go um I, I said last week, uh, and our average points per game is now sitting at, since Christian McCaffrey is 28.5. Mm -hmm. uh, my goal for the Niners, once again, to kind of prepare for the playoffs, prepare for the Dolphins, and hopefully one day the Super Bowl, uh, is to average that 30 points. So I'm going to say we get 31, um, and Saints get, let's say, 20. Um, okay. 31 to 20. That's, I like it. I like all of that. I, I love it over 30 and I like holding people up the other opponent to 20 and under. So yeah. that's beautiful. And I think we, I think we're going to be in there. That's going to be fun. I yeah. wish it was tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's too long. Sunday's too far away. <laughs> yeah. well, it, it is super fun. All right. Well, that was awesome. That was a super fun one. Um, that will probably do it for another episode of 49ers Family. Uh, once again, we always appreciate you guys turning it, tuning in, uh, being part of our 49ers family. If you have any feedback, comments, questions, uh, like our good friend Wes, Wes will get you get to your question next week about the special teams. Um, I think that will definitely become a, a key part of those close games, like maybe the Dolphins will be predicted to be. Um, but we, we appreciate you guys listening in, um, and yeah, we'll see, we'll see what, how this week goes until next time. So happy, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And happy Thanksgiving. Yes, of course. Yeah. All right. Go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners.